Welcome back. It's that time on a Friday that I get lucky enough to get our resident sports experts to come in and have a talk to us about sport. Adam Cooper and Jason Pine. Adam Cooper is the host of the All Sports Breakfast on Saturday morning. And Jason Pine, of course, is the host of everything. The host with the most. He hosts Saturday and Sunday afternoons on News Talk ZB Nationwide coming from Wellington. He's also going to be uh, involved in the commentary. Are you involved in the commentary? Yeah, I am. I am doing a sideline tomorrow night, so very lucky to be uh, to be down sideline for this uh, this epic game. I've got a, uh, a spare jacket. I've been listening to the Met Service. Tell me that it's going to be a bit chilly, bone-chilling southerlies, they say. Can I just tell you, a texter said that the surface is perfect and it's uh, not going to be slushy. Tell the Met Service guy it's not his backyard. This is Sky Stadium. <laughs> no, he's and actually it's, right because <laughs> because it does. it's not like yeah, It's not like your, your backyard or my backyard when it rains on on uh, Sky Stadium, they've got an entire team of turf culture experts to make sure that it's okay. So All right, no dramas. I was going to get into talking about your backyard and mine, but I won't. Uh, let's start with the big one. It's Test Week. Let's talk about the vibe and the atmosphere and the feeling. Jace, you've been talking about it all week. Coops, I know you have been. You're both football nuts, rugby nuts, all sports nuts. Um Coops, what are you feeling? What's the vibe? Give us your memory of Sky Stadium, your greatest memory, your feeling, your vibe. Can we live up to it this weekend? Oh, a lot of questions there, Nick. I'm very excited, though, very excited. Um, Yeah, and I think, you know, we can look at the All Blacks last week for all we want, and yes, they were well comprehensively beaten. They've hit the reset button this week, and you can look at all their shortcomings, but the fact of the matter is, from an event perspective, they've set up a showdown, which is, you know, for the All Blacks, we've, we've long said this week, the biggest match for them in terms of, you know, defining where they sit a year out from a World Cup since that 2019 World Cup semi-final when they were beaten. Um, in terms of an events perspective, they're saying now that this is in Wellington, there hasn't been a vibe ahead of a rugby game quite like this since the Lions series here in 2017. So I, I think, you know, you could look back on the All Blacks performance last week. They'll be making huge improvements and we've got a deciding test and it's just so exciting. Uh, do you remember the parades do you remember the parades they used to do before before your time again? I, maybe they used to do it, you know, I grew up in New Plymouth as a kid and they used to do them down Devon Street when the four Taranaki were playing or the All Blacks were playing. It used to be a big parade. We used to have them for the Sevens, didn't we? Remember we had yeah. Sevens parades? I, yeah, I don't know whether you'll get the All Blacks on the back of a truck today. Um, they'll be <laughs> they'll be firmly ensconced and, and following their schedule for the day and and making sure that they stay nice and, nice and dry. Uh, they do have a captain's run out on Sky Stadium today, as do the Irish. But yeah, I mean... As Coop said, it's just, you know, apart from the fact that we had to endure an All Blacks loss a week ago, what it has done is set up an absolutely epic game tomorrow night. Um, I was at a function that Ian Foster spoke at during the week and he said, look, he said to the assembled crowd about 300, you guys should be thanking me. I've set up a decider. You know, very self-deprecating. But but the fact remains, very rarely do you get a series decider in New Zealand. Uh, you know, any three-test series that, that is held here doesn't often go down to the third match. So, um, Especially not one, with Northern Hemisphere yeah, teams. Yeah, last one would been the Lions and that finished with a bit of a damp squib with a draw, didn't it, up at Eden Park. But look, the vibe around the city is palpable. A lot of green jerseys around, Nick, I can tell you. You've probably seen them as well. More and more will arrive over the next couple of days or the next day or so. Uh, yeah, tomorrow night's going to be huge. Yeah, my eyesight's not as good as it used to be, and I've been doing a lot of walking around town, but you see them all over the place, and you say, what are these paramedics doing everywhere? Because they, <laughs> you know, they are. They look like the paramedics are all around town, but there's a lot of green jackets in town, and that that's uh, that's good for the city. Okay, let's specifically talk about rugby. Um, 
Um, Coops, changes have been made. Uh, I think the big, biggest talking point that everyone's talking about is Roger Tui's after Sheck. I mean, it's just an amazing story. And I've never met him, but everyone that has that I know say he's an incredible young man. Uh, tell us what you're expecting from him. Yeah, well, I think he's come leaps and bounds. I remember went out to a, a pre-season game at Rugby League Park here. It was Hurricanes Blues. It was his first ever game of Rugby Union, and he certainly had a lot of improvements to make. Um, you know, he was... He, 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 with the, the sort of transition from league to union sort of hadn't quite been complete there yet, but I think being part of that Blues environment, and he progressed incredibly well through the season, and anyone that's followed him with his career across the ditch with, with Rugby League, and since with the Warriors as well, before he made the switch over, knows just how much of a hard worker he is, a positive frame of mind guy. So I think while it's, I think, surprised a lot of people that he's been given this nod in such a crucial game for the All Blacks at a time when you are putting your 23 best players on the park, the fact that he's got this nod shows that the coaches have been impressed with his work, work ethic and know what he's capable of. They're not, they're clearly not taking a risk here. They know that, you know, he's probably going to be pretty strong. Yes, yeah, I think it is high risk, but a high reward as well. You know, they could easily have gone for Jack Goodhue, couldn't they? And, you know, a safe pair, pair of hands. Even Braden Enor, who's been in and around the environment. This is a test debut for Roger Tuivasa-Shek in the biggest game New Zealand have played since the 2019 Rugby World Cup semi-final. Yes, he's only coming off the bench, and that might mean that there's less pressure on him. But, you know, these days, all 23 players have to take the field. And, and what if there's an injury to, to Rico Ioane or to David Havili in the first, you know, five or ten minutes? All of a sudden, Roger Tuivasa-Shek is in a pressure cooker situation on All Blacks' debut. Look, I I'm very much looking forward to seeing how he goes. Everybody inside the All Blacks, as Coop said, talks about how dedicated he is to his craft, how he's working really hard on on making sure that he knows all the intricacies of playing, you know, playing rugby compared to rugby league. We know what great feet he's got, great attacker. The question mark, I guess, is over his defence, and that might be where uh, where Ireland looked a bit of pre- put a bit of pressure on when RTS gets on tomorrow. Well, maybe though that the rugby are starting to work like other sports where they have impact players. You know, never before. I mean, they have had impact players, but oh, you. Know, what I'm oh, saying. It's a you know, we, now, we, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you don't see um, unless two or three of them get sent off. You don't see props go 80 minutes. You don't see halfbacks go 80 minutes. You don't see hookers go 80 minutes anymore. Uh, you know, even someone like Aaron Smith, you know, one of the most influential All Blacks, very rarely plays 80 minutes now. So I think that impact uh, is is well and truly here. But and what I'm really trying to get to is that if you were down by five or six or four with eight or ten minutes to go, who better in the world to bring on than Roger Tui? I'm sure. You know what I mean? Who's played an NRL Grand Finals and things. It's not his first rodeo by any stretch apart from being in a black jersey for the first time. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Okay. Let's move on. I mean, have we done rugby enough for the? I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got some kind of experts coming in after you guys. You know, I've got, got a couple of amazing couple, experts coming in. I, I've feel, got a, I, I feel honestly, I feel, I feel like I feel like a kid on his first day at school with who you've got coming in after after eleven o'clock to talk rugby. So yeah, they'll probably uh, you know dispute and uh, refute everything that Coops and I have said. Uh, but uh, looking forward to hearing their opinions. It'll be Absolutely. interesting to see whether they fight a little bit. Oh, I mean, I, I know these two gentlemen uh, a little bit and I, I've been in the same room with them quite a few times and I've never even seen either of them raise their voice uh, apart from when a try is scored. So I don't think there'll be any niggle. I think they'll be reasonably opinionated. Oh, I hope hey, so. I hope yeah, so. Yeah. Okay, uh, Coops, 
I know that you've had a little bit to do with Michael Bracewell. He now steals the show for the for the Black Caps versus Ireland, and I mean, unbelievably steals the show. We're talking about New Zealand cricket here, yeah. uh, the Black Caps. I mean, that was amazing. We thought I thought they'd lost. I know. Well, we all did. We all thought this whole series was going to be a bit of a snore fest, didn't we? Black Caps Ireland in the middle of the night, where you know a second string Black Caps team. But how good has Michael Bracewell been? You know that that game one, he saved us. I think I've just got the stats in front of me here and looking at them with, you know, just absolute amazement. They were. Tracking along at 120 for 5, then 153 for 6, then 214 for 7, chasing 305 to win. And uh, he goes out of the park and bashes 127 off 82 balls. And he's just so composed and comes off the middle of the bat and the ball just glides so you know, carefully over the boundary rope, and he's just such a smart player. A really cool. Is he a good guy? Really good guy. Really cool. So guy. quiet. Such yeah. a quiet guy. Uh, uh, you know, man. but they call him Beast. And man, he just monstered them the other day, didn't he? Really, really quickly, because we've got to go and get a warm up the seats and microphones for our special guest. Um, score from both of you. Adam Cooper. All Blacks by eight. Yeah, All Blacks by ten for me. Yeah. Well, I'll always get it right. I say All Blacks by 20 or more. <laughs> wow. I think. There you go. <laughs> Just like the Saints. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That was 30, Coops. That's oh, really, that was oh, 30. I haven't heard about it this morning. News Talk ZB at 7 minutes to 11. Uh, coming up uh, the next hour, we have Grant Nisbet and Keith Quinn joining us on the show for Friday Face-Off. It might have a little bit of a rugby feel to it, but it is Test Week. Uh, we've got to indulge ourselves. 7 minutes to 11. Get your sporting fix. Friday Sport on Wellington Mornings with RS Lane Panel and Fate. Get in the fast lane. RSLane.nz. News Talk ZB.